Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyday Mindfulness TV with me, Christine Charles and Niasha Goodo. Hello, Niasha. How are you doing? Um, I'm okay, Christine. I'm okay. I'm just still slurping on my coffee with my Mr. Men mug. Mr. <laughs> cool. I got Mr. Cool. <laughs> You've got Mr. Cool. I've got. How does Jesus make his tea? He brews it. That's that's hilarious. It's so, it's so silly. It's so funny. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And Ayasha, thank you for agreeing to interview, to be interviewed by by me today. We don't really get a lot of males in the Christian community. Um, stepping forward and saying, sticking their hands up and saying, "Yep, I'll be interviewed." So, I'm really excited for this interview for that element as well as many because I know a bit of your background already. We got baptized together, yep. but the viewers watching don't know much about you. So, who who is Nyasha Gudu? All right, that's a that's a massive question. Where do I start that question? Uh, I think first of all, I'm a child of God. Do you know what I mean? Then okay. secondly. I'm actually just giving you my standards now, do you know what I mean? My values, how I prioritise my life. I think, first of all, Neshagudo is a child of God. Then I'm a father. Then I'm a husband. Then I'm a brother. I'm a son. And a whole lot of other things, do you know what I mean? That's, that's my personal life. So I'm, um, I've been a Christian now for, I'd say, I've been saved for three years. I've been a Christian for like five, six years. But I'd say I've been saved for about three years. Do you know what I mean? I've... I've I've given, I've given up a God's will in my life for the last three years where it's been like your will, not my will type of thing. Do you know what I mean? And I've been married for, to my wife, Rebecca. She's a midwife. We've been married for, this would be, this is our eighth year of marriage and we've got three children. We've got Raphael, who's the oldest. He's seven years old. We've got Roman. He's the, the middle child. He's the second one. He's six years. Well, he's going to be six years old soon. And then we've got Nia. She's our baby. She's two months old. She's, she's almost three months actually. So she's fresh. So, yeah, those are, the, those are the main things that define me. And then there's my professional life, which in a way I don't see a... There's never a separation for me between my professional, my professional life and my personal life. So then my, in my professional life, I'm a, I'm a director. So I direct theatre, film, TV, that type of thing. Mostly I've been doing theatre, but I'm now in a period of my... I mean, I'm now in a season of my life where I'm moving into TV, TV and film. I've got quite an expansive knowledge on how TV and film work. So I'm now moving into TV and film, just expanding that because I feel like... I have a good grasp of what theatre is. And the beautiful thing about what I do is being, a, I'm also, I'm a director and a writer. The beautiful thing about what I do is I can multitask. So I could be doing TV, theatre and film at the same time. I could be writing and directing at the same time. So pretty much that's who I am. My family's from Zimbabwe. I'm the third out of three. I've got an older sister and a little brother. And that's pretty much who I am. Do you know what I mean? I hope that makes any sense. That's, I'm just trying to give you a concise version of who I am. And that's who I am. <laughs> I love it, Nayasha. Thank you. You've really compartmentalised that in a, a really simple way. So thank you for sharing who Nayasha is. And uh, yes, now your story is, every story is unique, but I absolutely enjoyed listening to your testimony when we were getting water baptised, which is end of May this year. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew I had to have you on the show at some point. Mm-hmm. And so tell us how you met Jesus. Right. So I'd been going to Gateway Christian Centre for a while, you know, with my wife. You know what I mean? I think physically I was there. I was physically there. I've, I've always been a Christian. I grew up in a Christian household. But 
more on a physical basis rather than a spiritual and emotional aspect of it. And it got to a point in 2018 where life was challenging. Do you know what I mean? We had these two young kids. My wife was training to be a midwife and we were just like, yeah, it was a lot. And then I remember it got to the end of 2018 and I'm a freelance director. And at that point, which was like three years ago, I was still, I was still kind of at the internship stage of my, of my career. Do you know what I mean? So I wasn't, people went, yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't getting as much work as I would like to. And as a father, as a husband, you know, you want to provide financially for your household. And things just got a bit stagnant in terms of work. And I remember thinking, what on earth is going on here? This is towards the end of 2018. This is like November, December 2018. Then I started looking for work and I wasn't getting any jobs, none whatsoever. And it was a very confusing time. My wife kept saying to me, you need to look for work. And I'm like, I'm looking. And it's not happening. It felt like someone had put a block on everything, like nothing. Even, even jobs that I had nothing to do with my field. Do you know what I mean? I'd even look for like customer service jobs. Because, you know, when you've got to provide, you've got to provide and you've you got to do whatever it takes to provide for your family. Then around the same time, the pastor of our church, Pastor John, he was like, you know, he's Canadian. So he's got this Canadian accent. Um, accent and he's, he sounds excited all the time and he was just like oh, I'm gonna do this thing called Daniel Fast and I was just like oh, this is Daniel Fast and then, and then he said the Daniel Fast is going to change your lives and I remember looking at him and thinking John says everything changes your life do you know what I mean but for some reason which I now know is the Holy Spirit my wife was like you know what I think we should just try it and I was like all right cool I'll give it a go because if my wife tells me to do something I'll do it because yeah She's a, she's, she's a gaffer, so I'll do it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool, let's, let's do this. So the Daniel Fast is three weeks, for those that don't know. Well, we'll do it for three weeks. And in the first week, I struggled. I really, really struggled because I was still looking for work. I was still active. I was still, try, I was still trying to use my will to get things done. And then my wife was like, okay, you're not, you're not getting the point of this. And it didn't start off well, do you know what I mean? Because I went out on New Year's Eve with some friends and I asked then they got drunk. I did not plan to get drunk at all. It's just one of those situations where you're not paying attention to what's going on. And I remember thinking, I remember getting home and thinking, rah, my head is a mess. And the next morning I woke up and my wife was serving me like tomatoes and avocado. Do you know what I mean? And I remember looking at my plate like, what is this? So it was a very painful start to the Daniel Fest. Never been that drunk or drunk. I've never been drunk again, actually, because I was just like, nah, that ain't worth it. Besides, I've been saved till getting drunk is in the yeah it just doesn't work for me so yeah um I'm looking at these avocados these tomatoes and I'm thinking what on earth is going on here what have I got myself into but the thing is I'm a committed individual once I put my mind into doing something I like to get it done and I'm also quite competitive with myself I like to challenge myself I always like to say to myself you can do that you can do that you're better than that do you know what I mean it's painful but you can push through it that's just the type of individual that I am and I remember looking at it and thinking right this is painful I've got a headache and I'm eating tomatoes and avocado but all right cool that's okay let's see what this takes us in the first three days I was just like I've been active overly active in terms of the physical world in terms of the world type of active I was just like I need to look for work I need to go do that I need to just make it work because I still wasn't getting any work and I was was still trying to use my will to get the to to get work and I was like no babe I need to do it I need to do it then my wife sat me down and she's like babe you're missing the point of this I think you're supposed to just be still yeah. shut the world out do you know what I mean like turn the tv off turn turn not turn your phone off but just reduce the amount of time you spend on your phone and be very particular about what you're doing on your phone and I said all right cool this is three days in and I remember I listened to the sermon by T.D. Jakes it was like a new year sermon by T.D. Jakes and everything he was talking about 
felt like he was in line with what I was going through in my life. I can't remember. It was about Samuel and um, when he anointed David to be king. Mm-hmm. And just that the process, the process of him being anointed to the process of him being king, do you know what I mean? The challenges and how he ended up as king when he wasn't even qualified to be king, that type of thing. And it just it was relatable to exactly what's going on. And it was weird because I was like, wow, it feels like this man is talking about me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like he's directly talking about me. And I think I had a, I had a voice to say with Joshua. At that point, I wasn't really, I wasn't really good with the Bible. Do you know what I mean? I didn't understand how to use it as a, as a tool for life. But I had a voice say, read Joshua, which I can now look back and say, okay, obviously, that's the Holy Spirit. So I started reading Joshua. And it, obviously, Joshua is a book about moving forward. It's a, it's a book about taking. And I could just feel the Spirit saying to me, if you want to move forward and take what I've given to you, you're going to have to start behaving like, you're going to have to put the old you away. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not going to work for this season of your life. And I think that verse by Paul, when he said, I'm paraphrasing here, so don't, don't, don't shoot me down, you, you Bible lovers. I'm paraphrasing this. Do you know what I mean? Uh, when, I was a, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. That, that verse, that verse, I think once I said the first line, you get that verse. I spoke like a child. I did childish things. Da, 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 da. I can't remember it specifically, but I'm paraphrasing. And I felt God just kept, kept showing, me that, showing me that and said, if you want to move into what I've given to you or what I'm giving to you or, or whatever, what I've already given to you, now you need to go take it. You need to stop behaving like a child because right now you're behaving like a child because you're not within me. And to, grow, to be within me, you have to grow up as an adult. That means spiritually you have to grow up. And at that point, I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to dive into this. And there's no words to express it. There's, there's a point where you just give up, where you just give, give up in it and you give in to God. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, not, it's not something that you can put, articulate or put into words. You just give up and you give in to God. And it's, it's, it's not something I could explain how I did it. You just do it. And the, the moment I did that, the peace was free. And it was a confusing peace. you know what I mean? Where you're like, this is two weeks or three weeks later into the Daniel Fast now and the coffee had is all gone I'm feeling a lot better and I remember thinking I feel so peaceful but yet there's a lot of storms around me I don't get it it's, cu- it's quite confusing because you know if you think about it as human beings who live in the world we've been raised to live in chaos mm-hmm. so when the chaos isn't there sometimes you, you need it because it's like a it's like comfort blanket because in a way in a weird way you don't want the chaos but the chaos lets you know that things are normal but once the chaos is gone, you start thinking, well, this is it. Once you, well, once you, once you, once you, while you're observing the chaos, but yet you're feeling peace, you start, to, it's a bit of a paradox and it's confusing because you're like, whoa, wait a minute, like, there's chaos around me, but I feel cool. No, this ain't right. Something's different. takes us back, actually, to that storm mm-hmm. when the disciples were in the boat and Jesus was really calm. Yeah. There was chaos around them. And, you know, Jesus, who is our example, really, um, was really calm. Yet the disciples were like, oh, we're in the middle of a storm. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like you were having a boat moment. Yeah, I was having a boat moment. I was, having, I was having a boat moment. I was just like, yo, there's waters around me. But I feel like I'm having a nap. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and that, that's a great example, actually, Christian, because the disciples, they were looking at Jesus like, yo, why are you so calm like what are you doing like we're about to die do you know what i mean and that's what it felt like and around that same time i started to realize that i'd been poisoned by the ways of the world so it became a process of just i'm poisoning i'm just taking up poison in terms of how the way you view perspective and how you view the world 
Do you know what I mean? And God put me through this thing of forgiving myself. Do you know what I mean? And I'd never learned. It was, it was a magical moment because I knew how to forgive other people to a degree. To a degree, I knew how to forgive other people. Become better at forgiving other people as a Christian. Still working on it. because Sometimes I'm like, nah, I'm not letting go of that. But still working on it. But he taught me how to forgive myself. And it was such a relieving feeling because you, what we, I feel like what we don't realize sometimes as human beings is we hold on things against ourselves and we constantly put this pressure on, on ourselves because of what we did in the past and i had this magical moment of just being like ah oh, i forgive myself for doing that i let that go do you know what i mean i'm not holding myself up in shame or guilt for those things so it was just basically what i'm trying to say it was a process of just discovery in a space of three weeks and then it sounds sorry. like it was a really deep it was like an onion layer process yeah and that forgiveness for yourself was one of the keys that opened the door. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, forgiveness is a really, we're taught to forgive others, right? But how often are we taught to forgive ourselves? Mm-hmm. That's rare. That's rare. Do you know what I mean? And you walk around holding, like, you hold, you're holding yourself up against something that you did last week. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, maybe you didn't finish a project on time and you're just like, you, you, you're so silly. You're not good enough. Why didn't you do that? You didn't finish that by the time, but on, on the deadline you were supposed to finish it. And you hold yourself against those things and it accumulates, it accumulates, it accumulates and it, it, it brings a weight, an unconscious weight to you that you don't realise until you make the decision to forgive yourself. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes when people are saved and they're like, you know, I just discovered Jesus. I always say to them, have you forgiven yourself? Go through the process of forgiving yourself. I don't know. I don't quite know what's that, what that's going to be for you, but learn what forgiving yourself is because you gotta it's like it's like a weight released do you know what i mean so yeah the, the, the daniel fast was really the turning point of me just discovering oh right this is the word all oh, right this is what the holy spirit is saying to me all right this is how i move forward in my life oh all right this is how i forgive myself and this is how i treat this is how i move forward as a human being now in my life so that was the daniel fast and it all and then there's the supernatural aspect of that so straight after the fast i remember there's a company that I used to work for called the Royal Shakespeare Company in Stratford. Yeah. And they, they sent me a check for like £200 randomly. And I was like, do you know what I mean? Like, why are they sending me money? And I thought it was a one-off. And the next day, the next week, they did the same thing. And I'm like, what is going on here? It wasn't making any sense. But I wasn't going to phone them and say, hi, guys, you're sending me money. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, Psh, that's your problem. If you're sending me money, then, you know, you figure it out because you sent the money to me. Do you know what I mean? I was, I was still kind of getting saved. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, yeah. And then my, my father-in-law and my, mother, my mother-in-law, they would just phone and be like, oh, I just felt like putting £400 in your account. Because financially, we, we really needed that. We really needed, needed that support at that time. And all these things were happening and people, people started phoning me for jobs and saying, oh, we got a job. Do you want to come do this? And they'd be like, yeah, of course. Of course I want to come and do that. Do you know what I mean? And then around that same time, we went to Paris because we, we, me and my wife were like, we need to go on a holiday. We haven't been on a holiday together in a long, long time. But we're going to make it work no matter what. And we just happened to go to Paris in a way that I wouldn't be able to describe how we ended up in Paris. And it was a great time. And then a couple of months later, it kept going and going and going and going. And basically, all I can say is since then, I haven't applied for a job. Everyone's phoned me for a job. People phoned me or emailed me saying, oh, we've heard about you. Oh, we're headhunting you for this job. Since that time in 2019, I have not applied for a job. Do you know what I mean? There's only one job which I applied for. And the way... And the story behind applying that job is insane in itself. Do you know what I mean? Because I think around that time I was studying all the names of God. And I remember reading one name. It was just like the, the God who controls time. And that there, there's a job which I tried to apply, but I just didn't have the time for. 
And a friend of mine then phoned me three weeks later after the job had been closed and said, there's this vacancy. I think you should apply for it. And then I remember the Holy Spirit saying to me, see what I did there? I'm the God of time, you know? You see how I just moved time around for you? Do you know what I mean? So that's the only time I had to apply for a job. And it's since, since the Daniel fast, it's been, it's been superb. Even the, there's the little things that the Holy Spirit does for you, which you're just like, oh, that was very small. But yet in the grand scheme of things, it connects to everything else. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it hasn't been perfect. You know what I mean? I think people have this idea that once you get saved, it's going to be perfect. No, it's not. It's not perfect. It's not supposed to be perfect. And talk, talk a little bit about that uncomfortableness as a Christian that we live, because, you know, when people think that, that there's two, there's two kind of mindsets in my experience where people think if I give my life to Jesus, I won't be able to do the things that I've always done. Mm-hmm. And then there's the things that there's the mindset of uncomfortableness. I'm going to have to give things up that are uncomfortable and have an uncomfortable life. So talk a little bit about that. That's very interesting because that I think that's the thing that I also face. And I was just like, I think that that stops people from it makes it it's an obstacle for people to 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 give their life to Jesus because they think if I give my life to Jesus, who do I become? Do you know what I mean? What happens to my friends, my family, all of that? What happens to that? That's a massive obstacle. Do you know what I mean? I have to give up all these things that I used to do. Yes, there's things that you have to give up. Do you know what I mean? But you do not have to give up being yourself. Do you know what I mean? You are still Christian. You're still Nayasha, but with a layer of knowledge, with a layer of love, with a layer of peace, you evolve. Do you know what I mean? And the thing about evolving is you don't become a different person. You just become a better person. That's what evolution is. Evolution is basically the foundation of you. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. But at the core of it, you are still you. Do you know what I mean? So that's, that's the best thing. That's the best way I could explain it. It's an evolution. It's not a new process. It's not like a creation of something new. It's an evolution. You, you, you move on from one, from, one, from one season of your life into another season. You don't have to give up. Do you know what I mean? There's certain things. Obviously, if, if you're an alcoholic, if you're a drug addict, giving up those things is actually a positive. There's nothing wrong with giving up certain things. But if your family's not saved, if your friends aren't saved, you don't have to give up your family. You don't have to give up spending time with them because that's counterproductive. Do you know what I mean? That would, that's, that's, that's counterproductive because the reality of it is everyone you engage in your life is not going to be saved. Yeah. That's the truth of it. Do you know what I mean? You're going to meet people in your life who are never going to be saved. And that took me a long time to understand that as a Christian, that you're the certain people that are just not going to be saved due to whatever reasons and whatever purposes. And that's okay. But that doesn't stop you from engaging them. Because yeah. once you stop engaging those type of people, then you are now not following the first commandment, which is to love your neighbors yourself. Do you know what I mean? We can't segregate ourselves because we you can't segregate yourself away from people because they don't live the same lifestyle as you. I yeah. think that's counterproductive because they're still God's children. So it doesn't. So yeah, so basically in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, certain things you have to give up and certain things you don't have to give up because you, you do things from a place of love. Yeah. If people don't have the same ideologies as you, you don't have to give them up. And at the same time, you don't know what God's plan is for those people because in 10 years' time, you could be the person that planted the seed years ago, which, which saved them. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's more complex than just being black and white, as in, I'm not doing that now. I'm going to do this now. And I think we, we, we as Christians, sometimes we put God in a box. Do you know what I mean? He's ever, it's ever, it's ever black or white with God, and I'm like, it's, it's really never that black or white with God because he's, he's complex. Do you know what I mean? It, it, God is sometimes God. It's paradoxical. Do you know what I mean? God, where it's, yeah, it's too big for your mind to comprehend certain things. Sometimes that more than one thing can be happening at the same time, 
but that's just how God functions because he's that bigger God. Do you know what I mean? It was for our minds. We're constantly trying to categorize things and say, this thing happens here and this thing happens here. But sometimes the good and the bad are happening at the same time. Do you know what I mean? And then you said, what was the second? The second question was, um, what's your second question? I forgot. It's about mindsets. So oh, yeah, comfort, getting comfortable com- with the uncomfortableness is crucial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, sometimes when you get saved, you're just like, well, this is the easy life now, and it's got to be, it's got to be no more challenges, <laughs> you know what I mean? No more problems, and that's, that's not true. Do you know what I mean? That's not true. And one thing that I learned about Jesus is Jesus, Jesus didn't come for comfort. Do you know what I mean? He came to upset systems. He came to change the system because the system wasn't working, and he was just like, well, we're going to have to do something about this system because if you look at all the apostles since Jesus, they all went challenging they were challenging the systems around the world paul went around challenging the biggest system to the roman empire he went around challenging the greeks and their way of life challenging systems and there was nothing comfortable about that whatsoever do you know what i mean even jesus himself he did not live a comfortable life this is this is the king of kings this is this is the word of god himself he didn't live a comfortable life he went through some very challenging situations to the point that he did, at one point he's in the garden saying to god i don't want to do this this is uncomfortable do you know what I mean? This is uncomfortable. And that's, just, and that's the lives that we have to come to understand that, yeah, certain things, we can't expect comfort from them. Because comfort, in a way, is from the devil. Because once you become comfortable in certain things, you become complacent. And once you become complacent, you're not doing or serving the purposes of God. Do you know what I mean? Once you stop, once you stop saying, um, I'm not going to go out into the world and grow because I'm happy with what I've got over here. How are you then serving, serving, serving God? How are you then spreading the word of God? How are you then doing the things of God that you're supposed to be doing when, when you're keeping your time, your love, and your, maybe your finances to yourself just for the sake of being comfortable? It's, yeah. I mean, you've, you've hit so many points here about structures, which we're going to talk about in future content. You know, we've had a chat offline and we think, feel it's very important for this time specifically because you know, God is raising gener- a generation of, of young people, actually, who mm-hmm. are not fitting in the worldly structures. Mm-hmm. That's mental structures, the physical structures that, that mm-hmm. human beings have built. And those young people are causing a little bit of uncomfortableness for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the time. And we were talking about how we are smashing certain structures with the mounting of spheres that we've been given mm-hmm. and that doesn't always gain you popularity um, or support or encouragement especially from the christian community and um so that's something we're going to delve into um over time mm-hmm. uh, by producing content specifically around um structures and what's happening in the world because i think you've really hit a nail on the head now Ayasha, if anybody's thinking about becoming a Christian, giving their life to Jesus, what, what would you say to them right now? I would say, what would I say to them? That's a very good question, Christian. What would I say to someone? I'd say don't let yourself get in your own way. Do you know what I mean? And I, Oh, I would say just, just talk to God, isn't it? Like, there's nothing wrong because people always say to me like, um, well, I don't know God's real. And I'm like, how do you know God's not real? So if, you, if you've if you got nothing to lose basically by just standing, by sitting there and saying, God, if you are real, 
prove yourself to me or show yourself to me. You know what I mean? So I say, if you're facing the challenge of being a Christian right there and then, I think always ask, ask God for support because you lose nothing by saying that out loud. Do you know what I mean? It's such a simple thing to do just to say, God, this is what I'm thinking about doing, but I don't know. Maybe I don't know if it's the right thing for cultural reasons, for family reasons, for personal reasons. I just need you to prove to me that you're real. That's the best thing. That's, that, that's what I think I'd say to someone. You know and he, I mean? he meets you, doesn't he? He met yeah. you in your Daniel Fast. He, yep. he, he's created us. He knows our personalities, our characters. And he will meet us where we're at. Well, there's some Christians who get that bang moment, don't they? And then there's some Christians who, who have the nice gentle process over yeah. time. Some people um, are slow burners. I'm a slow burner. I'm a slow yeah. burner. I can say I'm a slow burner too, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it feels like it's a bang. It was a bang, but it did. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I was to, if I was to then look back, look at the rest of my life, I can say, oh, right, that's what was happening there. Do you know what I mean? That was God that whole time when that happened. And this was leading me to this. This was leading me to that. And this led me to that bang moment. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, as, as I said before, like, if, if you're thinking about becoming a Christian and you're thinking, I don't know if this is for me, then this, it's so simple. Just ask God, you know what I mean? Just that, that one thing is saying, God, I don't know what I'm doing and I need your help. Simple. Nayasha, final words of encouragement for those who are watching right now. Any final words of encouragement? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be an easy ride, but here's the benefit. You are an exception because you're in Christ. Do you know what I mean? That's what, that's what makes this so much easier. The fact that you know that the crazy, I always, sometimes I think, I sit there and I think, wow, the craziest thing to have happened on this planet happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's mind-boggling when you think about it sometimes. You're like, the most mind-boggling thing to have happened on this planet happened and we get to live in it. We get to live in it. Do you know what I mean? Some people don't even realise, don't even want to come to, they don't want to realise, they don't want to choose not to realise that freedom was granted for them 2,000 years ago freedom was given to you you are so free it's just about you taking the freedom yeah. it's just as it's just as god says to joshua go into the land that i've given to you the land, god has given it to you now it's up to you to go and take it you know what i mean it's a two, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a two-step process it's already there for you you physically now spiritually emotionally have to go and take it and that's what we have to keep doing in this world we have to keep moving forward and going to take it because you have been given freedom you've been made an exception it is i could not shout it anymore you are free. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a smooth sail in the park. But you've got that comfort of knowing that a God who creates the earth and its, and its beauty is there for you on your side. Even when things don't make sense, even when you go through a, the loss of a child, when you go through the loss of a job, you still have that comfort of knowing that there is a God who is there for you and he knows what he's doing. Or else he wouldn't be your God. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He wouldn't be your God. He's, he's a big enough, that's what makes him God because he does these mad, mad things, you know what I mean? And you take comfort in that, that you've got a God who is beyond understanding, but yet is there for you with full love. Fantastic. Nayasha, thank you for joining us on Everyday Mindfulness TV. We are going to be co-laboring again in the future, we know that. Definitely, definitely. And we wish you all the best with your work as you are off uh, directing a play very mm -hmm. shortly so thank you for giving up your time today no, thank um, you, thank are you, you happy thank to you say a prayer for yeah. our viewers yeah definitely definitely thank you for having me Christian. i really really appreciate you giving me this platform i really do and i'm happy to say a prayer
So thank you, Father God, for this moment, for this opportunity. Father, we're here together to spread the love, the word, and the goodness of God. Where everything serves a purpose, Lord. This conversation serves a purpose, Lord. And I hope those who hear this conversation will relate in some way or some form. If it's not now, it's in two years, it's in three years, it's in ten years' time. But we pray, Father God, that we are doing your will, that we are doing your work through this conversation, through this interview. Let the goodness of the Lord be spread through this interview. For we are only here to serve the one and only living God in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You have been watching another episode of Everyday Mindfulness TV with me, Christine Charles, and Nyasha Goody. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye.